My name is Era, and I'm the host of the Tamil Creator Podcast. I chat with creators from all over the world to share their stories and discuss hot topics in a way that I hope inspires, educates, and entertains you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tamil Creator. I'm your host, Era, and today I have a guest by the name of Abinea Arul, and she's a marketing content creator at a natural health and wellness product distributor. But more of the focus of the conversation today will be around an organization she created called Varman Smile Foundation. And it was created as a result of a younger brother passing as a result of suicide and to provide hope inspiration to others to take care of their mental health and well-being. So, uh, Abinia, oh my goodness, Abinia, did I say that right? Yes, oh Abinia. Abinia, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell us, you know, a bit about kind of your upbringing, kind of, you know, um, how you kind of got into what you do today, and then we'll kind of, you know, uh, delve further into uh, the organization you started as well. For sure. Um, like you mentioned, my name is Abinia. I grew up with, I have both my parents, and I have two brothers, one older and one younger. So I was the middle child um, and the only daughter. So you can imagine how that is and how crazy it is with brothers running around, always hitting you, always kind of using you as a guinea pig for sports. <laughs> um, it's always been a fun time. And I've always told people whenever they ask something interesting about me is that I never lived in a city for more than 10 years we've always moved around whether it's to Scarborough we lived in India for five years so my life has been very all over the place and now I'm in Vancouver when I originally lived in Brampton before this so it's a happy moving kind of family and my family has never been kind of pushy when it comes to studies um, my dad's a welder so he understands that even though his job pays him well he looks like he does not work as much or something like that. Um, it's not a suit and tie. And he's always humbled us about that and always worked towards making money. And the mom's, my mom's the exact same. So that's huh? how my upbringing has been. So your whole family moved from Brampton to Vancouver? Yes. Um, we moved just a year ago. We just celebrated our one year in Vancouver. Um, this was essentially for us as mentally um, to move away physically from that house and kind of away from people, even though family is support, the Tamil community still talks and it did sort of trigger my parents and they are much more happier here, kind of like the nature helps a lot. Whenever they kind of don't feel well, they can just go for a walk and kind of boosts them up and the same goes with my sibling and I. Do you have... Um like family connections or anybody that you know in Vancouver? No, we actually don't. We were like um, one of our family friends told us that we they have family here. So they kind of we met with them. They kind of introduced us to the city and now we we used to live with them. But now we got comfortable, got our own place and settled in Vancouver now. Yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned your dad's a welder and um, the Tamil community, especially here, seem to kind of value certain kinds of jobs. Yes. But if they're like, if you are smart and just looking at financially, anybody in uh, like the trades do really well. I know yeah. that I have friends in the trade. Um, mm -hmm. If not, like I have kids now. So like if they want to do it, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, you're, you, I mean, if you want to take care of yourself financially and you mm -hmm. know, work with your hands, it's kind of a great opportunity. So just kind of a side note as you were talking. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> people don't really understand is that like 
that doesn't kind of deem him any lower. He had to study to become a welder. He works alongside engineers and does sometimes better than the engineer. He's coming home and he's like, these engineers don't even know what they're doing. I have to teach them. And he has kind of like a pride in that. And he always had the saying where it's just like, I had two options when I came to Canada. They said, did you want a suit and tie job or did you want to make a lot of money? And he's like, I want to make a lot of money. And he chose welding. So I look inspirational at, from him. <laughs> I look at people that are, I mean, the smartest thing is who doesn't want to work less and make more? So make more per hour. How do you make mm-hmm. more per hour? You have to find jobs that are high in demand. As yeah. more and more people do, quote unquote, like white collar jobs or like tech and all that stuff, there's mm-hmm. less people kind of filling kind of the demand that we have for blue collar work. Yeah. That's why electricians are like making $300 for a 30 minute visit. I'm mm-hmm. like, that per- like, it's funny. I think I was talking to somebody and they lived in a neighborhood and they said a lot of people in their neighborhood had like plumbing businesses, like, um, you know, contractors, et cetera. And these mm-hmm. people, like, so, I mean, if you're looking at it from a money perspective, blue, um, uh, I guess the trades is a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and it helps when you do enjoy like your job. Exactly. Like, if you love it, you make good money. Yeah. You don't have to work hard. Like you have not that much stress relative to people that might make as much as you, but like have to work crazy hours or like mm-hmm. deal with crazy stress. Why do it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe, you know, you talked about kind of the move and why you and your whole family did that move. So maybe talk a little bit about kind of, you know, whatever you feel comfortable talking about. Obviously it happened two years ago. Um, you know, I think when I was reading something you posted I think it was like a like a newsletter or newspaper clip and mm-hmm. um you know it's like anybody that kind of goes through that like and you don't necessarily know what somebody's feeling like somebody could look happy and smiley on the outside but inside they can kind of be in a world of hurt so tell us more mm-hmm. about kind of why you started Varman's small foundation and why you decided to call it that specific name as well 100 percent um Varman's Now Foundation was created as a family. Um, both my parents were involved, my cousins, my first cousins, Tanya and Praveen, they were very involved in creating this foundation. And we, um, the original was that we received a lot of kind of donations, people wanted to donate, but we didn't really need these funds in terms of the funeral or to support us, um, we were able to. So we were thinking, okay, let's donate to things that he's interested in, robotics, um, like the temple or his school, his school teams. And then families started coming over to our house that we didn't know, saying that they also lost their kid to suicide and they didn't tell the community. And we realized that this conversation was such a hush, hush conversation. And a lot of kids don't feel comfortable opening up especially we noticed that school boards didn't really pay attention to these kids. I knew like my little brother's friends really suffered during those few months before graduation. And that was their grade 12 graduation. And a lot of teachers weren't being considerate of what they were going through. My cousin who was across in England. Her teacher didn't understand it. It's like, that's your cousin. It shouldn't affect you that much. So it affected all these little kids um, for me, they're like little kids because they were like my little brother's ages because they didn't have the support system. They didn't know how to talk to anyone about it. And we didn't want to be professionals kind of educating kids or being therapists. We want to be these brothers and sisters for these kids where they can come to us as mentors, um, kind of like a friend to that they can talk to. And that's why we created this. And all of our kind of stuff that we do is based off of 
who he was as a person who was giving always taking care of others before even himself and what when we were trying to come up with a name everyone always remembered his smile so his full name is Apivarman and people call him Varman so we did Varman Smile Foundation and then like what are you know, going through that experience and obviously knowing your brother very well, what are some like common misconceptions that people have about somebody that's having a rough go mentally or, you know, contemplating suicidal thoughts? Like what are some things that you hear, especially from the Tamil community? The misconception is that... This episode is sponsored by Nobody. That's right, Nobody. So if you could be kind enough to hit that subscribe button, that would mean a lot to me. That they look like they're not okay they're like physically crying but the thing is realistically that person isolates themselves so they look okay in terms of for you they put this face on and we always say that he had this face on for us to seem that he was okay like my little brother like still like sleeps with my parents he didn't have his own room he slept in the middle of my parents did not really like sleeps alone so how can you tell that kid was not okay when every night he goes to his parents but he leading up to that day he isolated himself from his friends didn't attend classes we just thought oh he's just rebelling he's like you know he's always on his phone he's just stressed because university applications were coming up we couldn't tell it physically we were just like okay yeah he's fine he's an independent kid he doesn't talk a lot maybe that's why but the thing about the Tamil community is that they also question after it happens. They're like, oh, why didn't you say anything? How could you have not known? But we're not educated on these signs that this kid is isolating himself because he's not doing okay. My mom kind of did tell like a bit and she wanted to, she was already planning to book days off to take care of him before graduation. But by then it was too late. But hopefully through Varman Small, we are able to like educate people and educate especially parents what those signs are and how to kind of react to that it's not like they're always suicidal but at least help them mentally because they are going through a lot you mentioned that you had other families approach you guys i guess after you kind of shared your story about maybe losing kids to suicide but not telling maybe publicly that it was suicide um so like maybe talk about that because that's kind of it's kind of sad for them that they can't really share that pain and like mm-hmm. you know there's a different perception of what happened versus what was a reality so tell us maybe some of the things you heard or just you know um just some things that stood out to you during those conversations especially when it comes to suicide people i speaking from my parents experience and their point of view is that they feel like they have not done enough or they did too much and this kid still did it regardless but the main thing is the community talking. Um, our community is amazing, but that little one thing is that I know that not all of them mean to be harmed, but some questions are triggering. Um, people ask, it's like, oh, why did they do that? How did they do that? Why are you not taking care of yourself? Or why don't you sell your house and go somewhere else because you're not doing okay? Um, do you need help? Um, or like even for my mom it's like oh wow like she's dressing all nice even though she lost her kid Um, they look so happy it's like questions on questions when it's not needed in her instead there was no support for these families because after they lost that kid to suicide there was just all these stigma it's like I even got asked that 
did my brother pass away because of a love failure, which is crazy to me because he's a 17-year-old kid. So there is all these people who aren't educated about suicide. Why does it happen about mental health specifically and mental illness? So they ask these questions that really trigger these families that make them isolate because they're already going through so much grief. You don't want to be bombarded with this. You want support and comfort. Yeah, I think maybe part of the reason is just education from the older Tamil community where Sri Lanka or India, wherever they're kind of from, Mm -hmm. it's not really talked about. and It's kind of like brushed under like a rug in terms of whenever this comes up because it's not really understood. So hopefully like educational initiatives like what you're doing, even I find for me personally, I find TV and movies kind of, um, I know people might laugh at it. I feel like they're, when you tell somebody something versus them seeing it in a narrative format, it's mm-hmm. totally different. Like yeah. um, one show I really liked watching for the educational aspect of like, you know, it was just interesting kind of seeing it, how they kind of told the story was 13 Reasons Why. I know there was mm-hmm. kind of controversy around it, but I just thought it was kind of a well-told story. I mean, could, they could have done some things better, but yeah. it was just kind of, I hope people watch that show or kids watch that show and maybe their kind of eyes are a bit more open in terms of people that are suffering or hurting mm-hmm. around them. Like, you know, some of those signs that you, I think, talk about on your Instagram page or even just things that I've kind of read. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know if you yeah, go ahead. I also feel like Tamil movies also glorify suicide. It's like, yes. if she does not stay with me, even songs, like I've noticed that people pointed out, it's like these songs to glorify like dying and suiciding because of like the pain that you go through instead of educating even there's movies about schizophrenia they make it seem like they're crazy so that's what we already push away people with disabilities now we're pushing away people with mental disabilities as well and sadly when it happened to my family it did a shock for a lot of relatives and a lot of people who knew about him is that it can happen to a 17 year old kid I know they now know to watch their kids and kind of be a bit more aware and if a kid does kind of come yelling at them or crying to be more like open to it and understand that this can happen it does not happen to kids just in university or past that it can happen to kids who are as young as like 10 years old so like now that you're kind of building up this organization where do you kind of see it going in the next like 35 years or like how do you kind of see it playing it? Is this something you want to focus more time on? Because you obviously work full time as well. So how do you see that playing out? The way we are working right now is I actually have a team of around 10 uh, kids. They're not actually kids. They're in university, uh, but they're actually my little brother's friends. Before we had a team of 30 before COVID and they were a range of pe- random people who didn't even know my little brother, but wanted to help this movement. And as a team, we really, and personally, I really want this to become bigger, have that name of like Tamil mental health, able to help both educate parents, teachers, and students about what mental health is and making that a priority. And one of the things that we really wanted to get into is education systems and uh, teaching and implementing changes within about mental health priorities, providing Uh, counselors even for students when they're not doing okay because even currently there are counselors but they're actually teachers so they're not equipped to help if a student is going through something or if a student has experienced a loss they just say oh you can stay at home and 
provide seminars, events, educational, and a mentor program. And the way that's how I see my little team is that I'm mentoring and helping these kids grow, whether it's through marketing skills, event skills, social media skills, any type of skills that they need. I always tell them, if you want to learn, learn from here. And that's personally how I grew as a marketer and designer is through certain groups and through volunteer work. And that's where you meet the best people as well. And how did you um, like fund it or like how is it funded if you know it requires money? Our uh, funding was from the original GoFundMe. We actually raised around $30,000 in just less than three, four weeks. And that's kind of the funding that we have going on for these past two years. We are now in the, after COVID hit, it did, we did struggle because we were very in-person. Mental health is all about going in-person, doing events, and that's where we succeeded. And now we're trying to kind of implement online and with the small team, it is a struggle. So we are still kind of utilizing the funds that we can through equipment that uh, the team needs in terms of content creation, um, in terms of podcasts or anything that they would like to implement for the smile. But future-wise, we do want to, um, even before, during our events, that was our also another way that we funded. Got it. And like you mentioned, kind of your job as well, you're a content creator, um, mm-hmm. which definitely helps with kind of the social media aspect of driving awareness. Um, how does your work <clears throat> as a content creator, um, how does it kind of help with the growth of Varman Spell Foundation? Um, it helps because I'm able to have that personal element that Varman Smile is, but as well as the business side, I'm able to understand how to execute campaigns, how to hold events, just based on my experience and especially designs and understanding that it's more about just posting and kind of putting it out there, but also being empathetic. We came up with this um, kind of campaign where it's like every Wednesdays we do Wednesday night quotes. And this was more personal to me because I remember at night you think a lot and you're kind of wishing that little one kind of motivation or someone is messaging you to kind of like help you in that from that dark space. And we always post that on Wednesday nights to kind of inspire people and be like, hey, you're doing okay. Whatever you're going through is kind of go, able to go through that. And I understand from a marketing perspective that it works, even though a lot of people... Maybe they don't like it or anything, but I do see how many people save it, share it, and keep it to themselves. But also from a personal side, I know that it's also helping people. So you made this move from Toronto to Vancouver without mm-hmm. really knowing anybody. And obviously you have each other as a family, um, but like, have you started kind of expanding socially, like in terms of your family with other families or just individually? How has that process been? Because obviously you have a fresh start in Vancouver where maybe nobody knows at the beginning about kind of your story and why you're there, but how are things for you now? Did you know that every time you left a five out of five review for this podcast, a Tamil parent lets their child pursue a career in the creative arts? Okay, that's probably not true, but if there's a chance that it is, do you really want to jinx it? Leave a review. Do it for the young creative in you. Yeah, the uh, original family that we we drove here. So we drove for five days. It was also kind of nice for us mentally. Um, 
because imagine like a family just one family all together in a car stuck for five days 24 hours it was a little crazy but it was nice because I've never been that close with my parents especially because back in Toronto it was all everyone worked everyone was busy we kind of just met at night ate dinner and then kind of continued if I had homework I would do that everyone kind of dispersed but this was just like we were actually together and actually able to talk and when we came here um we arrived at our family friend's cousin's um, house and they had three little kids um which was kind of refreshing for us in terms of depression because these kids would always kind of like wake up uh, wake us up in the morning kind of like say hey like let's go I would like make them food and it just felt like little brothers kind of with me and they introduced us to the Vancouver Tamil community here it's actually very big here they have like dance class Tamil class everything like that you we have in Toronto and we have grocery stores um we are still kind of tight-knit in terms of like our own um family because we're not used to being kind of like friends we're used to just like our cousins and relatives but we do see them once in a while um, and also through like temples and other places. Got it. And then how about like from a work perspective, do you, are you working from home? Or are you going to the office? Um, in BC, the COVID restrictions are a bit uh, easier. So we, I do work from the office. I honestly, I feel like when you have good work, uh, kind of like employees around you, you, uh, just love the experience and I have two other co-workers that work with me and yeah so it's kind of like slow progress I haven't met a lot of people out here because of COVID but just trying to convince people from Toronto to come here instead makes my <laughs> life easier um like I guess from a career perspective where do you see yourself because I imagine you want to build up your career while you're building up this initiative uh, like Varman's Smell Foundation so <laughs> where do you see yourself uh, from a career perspective, like three to five years from now? Um, three to five years, I want to be that digital storyteller. I'm traditionally graphic design. Um, I was more in the packaging print and I want to really transition into UX, UI, where it's more digital and a lot more about storytelling and the function of how we use social media and other marketing materials. And my biggest kind of like campaign that I remember for a marketing perspective is the kids where they uh, partner up with other kind of big industries, for example, like basketball players, like creating that campaign that everyone remembered and working with the team and doing that. That's like mm -hmm. my ultimate goal for career rise. So I guess what do you do for fun outside of work? Fun outside of work. I actually have like an Etsy shop. I feel like I do too much sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's like a journaling um, kind of business. I did that kind of on my side. I love painting and drawing. It's one of my like huge passions. In a surreal world, I wish I was a painter and that's all I had to do for my life. <laughs> so that's what I do for fun. And also like go out with my parents. How I, I don't know if it sounds lame for younger kids, but just talking to them, cooking with them is like my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. What's an insecurity that you have? Insecurity. Um, people call this uh, imposter syndrome where mm. you doubt yourself. And I, even with all of the things that I do, I still feel like I haven't made it. 
but I should be telling myself but it's like I feel like I have to always work and I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is like how I am personally or it's the middle child or our society or anything like that the influences but it's like I have to always keep on working and I'm not doing enough how do you know I'm 23 I'm pretty young (laughs) so if you had a chance to sit down with say 15 year old Abinia um what would you tell her I would actually tell her that she will make it just what I'm doing right now and how I'm inspiring, um, especially younger generation. I would be proud of myself if I'm telling myself it's like you should be proud of yourself. You will make it. You will have a name for yourself. I feel like as kind of as a child growing up in a big family, you feel like you're shadowed and you don't. I'm not really a talkative person. I'm that introvert not that typical Tamil person. So now kind of looking at myself, it's like, you don't have to be, you can be yourself and still make it in life and still put a name for yourself. And uh, in terms of your personal legacy, how would you want to be remembered by your friends and family? Oh, this is tough. (laughs) Um, I'm not even sure. Honestly, someone that they we're able to talk to and rely on especially when they're going through something it's like I always had her she was always there for me and just part of the family for um consuming information do you like to read or do you like to listen to podcasts I love to read I'm mainly uh not the motivational kind I'm more like a fantasy kind of get your mind out of there this really helps me with my like creative process I'm very much like try to kind of go back to your inner child be imaginative be in that world that is not reality so what's like your favorite book you've read in like the last couple of years that's like really left an Uh, impact on you I forgot what it's called specifically but it's I recently read this book and I believe it's City of Bones or City of Fire something City of something but it was just inspiring for me because just the book cover I appreciate that as a designer but the story itself is just as a uh, kind of community they work together it's the typical kind of fantasy story where there's a war there's something someone who's in a lower caste and they all kind of come together but the way the person told the story was just absolutely amazing what's a new belief behavior or habit that's um, recently improved your life um recently improved my life was actually being aware of my emotions and my triggers um this is something that i would recommend for everyone is kind of understanding yourself and being able to be alone with yourself and your own thoughts is a huge self-growth and especially with what I went through these past two years and that first year especially was not understanding what triggered me and setting boundaries especially with friends and families because they I don't want to ever kind of go back to that dark space because of someone saying something wrong so for me understanding that I really kind of had to work on it and be like okay this is happening I have to wind it back it's not because the world is ending my life's kind of terrible it's because of this little inconvenience it'll be okay it's mm, a great one um who's somebody from I guess the global Tamil community that you admire and why and who's somebody that's non-Tamil that you admire and why I 
have two people. Um, one is Sundar. I feel like a lot of people know him. He, I just saw him just like his comedy, his Instagram, and I attended one of his show. And it actually was two months after my brother's thing. And I just remember that because it was just like the most memorable kind of piece that I had. And I went with my first cousin, Tanya, and we were able to kind of laugh without judgment. And he does create the safe space for a Tamil community, especially the LGBT community. And I know that like kind of his presence and meeting him twice after I was just like, oh, my God, so sweet. This is what kind of like I aspired to be in the Tamil community, especially and another person is one of my relatives, Gajin, who's also a photographer in the community. Gajin Bala? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's well, like my, one of my relatives. And just the work he does is so inspiring in his story. It's just like how his work ethic is amazing. Yeah. I think I recognize his name because he shoots uh, Janssen stuff, right? Yes, he does. Yeah, got it. And then what mm-hmm. about somebody that's non-Tamil that you admire and why? Ah. Uh, non-tamil there is someone called deepika she owns live tinted okay she's indian um not sure i forgot her background but just her woman empowerment how she kind of stands for women of color and kind of never goes back into just kind of bending for like the white centric beauty standards and making a name for her and also living in that like a big America community and still embracing her culture is like very inspiring because I feel like people always lose their culture or try to change themselves to seem more acceptable for the corporate world or something like different but she's always been authentic very rich in terms of like her Indian culture. Um, We touched on money earlier we kind of talked about you know smart thing to do which would be you know either do something digital or like you know like in the case of what your dad does, kind of somebody in the trades, um, how what is your relationship with like money? Like, how do you view money? This is actually something my dad says. Money can be hard to come by, but here is a hundred dollar opportunity for you. Join my free newsletter for free exclusive content and a free chance to win a hundred dollars when I hold special draws. Did I mention that it's free? Money will always come and go, but your happiness has to stay and like I mentioned before, my parents have always humbled me. Um, it doesn't matter. We've experienced this with like our community, our family. It's like as soon as someone's very, very wealthy, they treat them like, oh my God, they're God. But then when they become kind of poor, they don't. So I never see money as like who you are. It doesn't matter how much you have, but it is something that can support you greatly. And for me, I see it as it supports me in terms of my design. I'm able to buy a computer or a laptop or any other tools that I need for design, but also keeping in mind that it's also an investment, especially at my age, we can't buy a house anytime soon. So saving up early is the ideal way and investing. So how do you view money in terms of like, do you do investing now in any way? Or like, if you do, like what kind of investing are you looking at just out of curiosity? Um, not investing. I do kind of making sure I have multiple sources of income. So I do have my solid daytime job um, where I can grow create kind of career wise. 
but also having other sources of income. So I tutor kids like an hour, two hours out of my week. Um, I do my Etsy business and I also do my freelance graphic design and all of these I can control. So it's making sure I have sources of income coming, but also making sure I can be flexible with my work and my time management skills. Has there been something that you have purchased in like the last couple of years? It's kind of in the splurge for you, but like you have no regrets about it now. Like it's like you bought it and you knew that it was more money that you should probably be spending on it. But looking back, it wasn't a big deal or like you're okay with it. Honestly, I haven't really like there's two things for me. Food is always does not matter how, how expensive it is. It's worth it. But another like real splurge I did was on a pair of Jordans. I did this after finishing university. I'm that kid that did not get A's, did not really like, was that smartest kid, was the creative kid, but that obviously does not get you marks. So finishing university was my biggest accomplishment for myself. So I paid like $700 for these shoes and they're just sitting there because I'm scared to crease them and ruin them. But it's, something that I'm so proud of and I've always wanted these shoes so I always tell myself it's like it's an accomplishment at least Are you, a you have head? kind of kind of <laughs> it's I am I want to be but the prices and my shoe size are never there so I can never kind of go out it but I wish I can have that whole sneaker wall uh, like for me I look at money as a tool like you were saying it doesn't define mm-hmm. somebody I just simply look at it as a way to kind of live the life that you want to live so you know somebody because I know people that make really good money but they're like Mm -hmm. paycheck to paycheck like I know people that are making three four hundred thousand dollars and they're living paycheck to paycheck but I know people that are making way less that are saving well they like seem to be happy um so I don't think you have to make a lot I mean depending on what your goals are but I think money is a tool so um Mm -hmm. that's why I was kind of curious about how you viewed money um What's a piece of advice that you would give to your fellow aspiring Tamil creators out there? Keep doing what you're doing and follow your passion. Just, I, I mean, be that lawyer, be that doctor. But if that's not what you want to do and that's your parents telling you, trying to find a way to follow your passion um, because we need Tamil creators and we need everyone in every single trade, every single industry and make our own community and grow. And that's my biggest thing and believe in yourself we have kind of like this whole older community that kind of sometimes puts us down but there are a lot that want us to see us grow and we are the legacy especially in Canada we are the legacy that we need to put our foot forward okay well that's kind of a good way to kind of segue into the final segment of our discussion it's called creator confessions it's a fun game just to kind of you know it's meant to be a speed round so I'm going to mm-hmm. say a couple of statements and then you kind of answer and we kind of go from there. You ready? Yes. <laughs> awesome. So favorite Tamil food? Roti. Uh, just roti or kothra roti? Just roti. I love okay. roti and sambal. Yeah. Okay. Something that scares you? Losing, losing someone again. Favorite show you're watching? Friends. A place you're itching to travel to after the pandemic is over? England and Bali. 
why why england and why Bali? england because i have my family there and i've like missed them dearly i really want to go see them again and bali because i've never been there before and it's just something that i saw my kind of bucket list and it's after the pandemic it's a beautiful place i went there yeah. two years ago it's uh, so beautiful it's, am- it's amazing um favorite tamil movie something something okay um a fellow Tamil creator you want to give a shout out to um I'm going to just give a shout out to the Gajamala <laughs> that's the first thing that came up to my head favorite childhood memory favorite childhood memory was living in India and going to school in my uniform and kind of going with my brothers and we were all sweaty that was <laughs> kind of like my favorite memory um pet peeve pet peeve is people burping loudly in front of me <laughs> the world with brothers still do not like that <laughs> uh a person slash celebrity you look up to person honestly my dad and my mom i don't really look up to celebrities and what they've been through especially tamil immigrants i look up to them they're top of any celebrity if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow a regret that you would have um not saying i love you enough to people that i care about um probably should I, do that now <laughs> <laughs> i know you said you're not into celebrities but hypothetically is mm-hmm. there like a celebrity whose life you want to experience for just one day even out of curiosity zendaya celebrity crush like celebrity kind of like so who did you say zendaya oh zendaya got it okay and i guess finally maybe like a final like public service announcement you want to leave our audience with about anything so just final thought or even like a shout out for something that you need for farm and smile farm and smile foundation yeah maybe just give give a shout out for that or like uh, what what you need um so for farm and smile you can follow us at the small foundation our dms are always open if you want to have a conversation with us if you can be specific on kind of like what you want to talk about um and also as like a tamil creator or an individual do what you love if i can make it with barely bees into university <laughs> you can still do it um and follow your passion there's so many pathways right now and so many opportunities find someone and find that passion and do what you love awesome thank you abinia for kind thank of jumping so on the much. podcast you know why I, I, now i know why i had such troubles pronouncing your name because of that p <laughs> i have a cousin yeah, named abinia numerology yeah. all those stuff but people call me abinia and from ethno tamil but i love that okay well appreciate you sharing your story and um for the audience listening thank you as always for listening um and look forward to the next episode <laughs>